Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Afternoon Tune. I'm your host, Josh, and with me is my co-host. It's your boy, Chase. And we have a good show for you all today. Uh, Nick um, is not going to be here for just the first part of the show, um, but he's going to he's gonna come in in a little bit. Uh, but for the meantime, we got Jenna with us. Hey, everyone. I know you were expecting Nick, but you got me. So, <laughs> hey, everybody, just got to <laughs> deal with it. Yeah. And I've got the wonderful, terrific Jenna. Uh, she's coming in to review uh, Bad Hair, uh, which is going to be a nice, good review. Um, and amongst the other movie reviews we got for today, uh, Love and Monsters, uh, The Craft Legacy. Uh, I was going to check, uh, going to review The Mandalorian, uh, episode one, uh, the season two premiere dropped today. So I'm going to talk about that. To dive into the first movie review is going to be The Craft Legacy. Now, uh, Chase did not see it and Jenna did not see it. Um, yes, but I did. I did grow up with the original, so okay. So you still have that's a good input. You'll still have like a good input on things. Um, so in the Craft Legacy, which people were kind of confused. Some people saw it and thought it was maybe a reboot. Um, some people saw it and thought maybe it was uh, kind of like a reboot, kind of uh, remake. Um, it is a sequel it's a continuation of the craft it's not a, a remake or anything like that um there's some similar elements in it uh for instance you have the character of uh the, a girl who goes to a new town and meets three uh, already established uh other girls who are practicing uh witchcraft um in this situation um the girl um is uh, Kay- uh kaylee spanny who plays lily um, she's going to this new town with her mom, played by Michelle Moynihan, um, in order to live in to live with uh, Michelle Moynihan's new uh, boyfriend, uh, played by David Duchovny. Uh, him and his three sons, and um, so that's kind of the basic setup here. Um, and the craft, the first one, which came out in 1996, if I believe, um, uh, which was kind of a cult classic film. Um, oh yeah, you know, very much still remember today uh, for a lot of things it did, um, you know, and I I recommend people go check it out. I recommend go people go see it. Uh, very very fun film. Um, yeah, it won an MTV award I believe also, which was like a big deal back then. <laughs> wow, um, <laughs> it was it was wow showing my age again. Nah, uh, <laughs> it's still a big deal. No, it was uh, it is. I believe they won best fight. Uh, with the infamous drawer scene when when the showdown happens, so it was uh, memories. Yeah, memories. You know, um, so you know, over twenty plus years later, we got a sequel to this. Um, don't know who was really asking for it, but we got it. Um, <laughs> and um, facts, though. <laughs> you know, um, and something about, and I'm going to be going back to the first film a little bit because it's, it's going to be very important. Um, to establish kind of what this movie elements that this movie kind of fails at and what made the first one kind of so well remembered Um, and one of those things being is that it kind of lacks the fundamental understanding of why the the first one was such a cult classic and why it was so well remembered and that is because a lot of all the girls in it were outcasts 
um, that's what kind of made it kind of a thing when they build this sense of camaraderie with each other. Uh, the Nev Campbell character in the film, um, she was an outcast. She always wore all these layers of clothes because she was so insecure because she got in an accident when she was a kid and she have all, she has all these uh, fire burns um, all over her body, her back, her arms. So she's very insecure about the way she looks. Um, you have the one character um, who's played by, um, uh, what's her name? Uh, uh, the one who played Nancy, uh, Frazuza uh, Balk, um, the one with the big ass mouth, um, that, that 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 Harley Quinn ass mouth she got. Um, bro, don't be getting at my girl. <laughs> what? Bro. You know the, you know what I mean. Uh, she. Why you gotta be so rude? <laughs> like <laughs> she was Frazuza Balk. Frazuza okay? Balk, right? Thank you know. You. Um, yeah. She was like all the, you know, basically like the golf chick of the 90s, you know what I mean? Like, you know, basically the ultimate prima uh, golf kit chick. Um, her whole thing was, <laughs> she... you know, she was, um, you know, kind of like a rumor got spread around her in school that she was a slut, that she slept with this guy, um, the Skeet Ulrich character, I believe it was. And so that rumor kind of got spread around. Um, and then you had the uh, one character. Uh, Rachel True, her thing was, well, she was just black. I mean, that was just kind of good enough. I mean, you know what I mean? She was just, you you just black, so you automatically just, you know, you're an, you're an outcast and everything like that. Um, and I think that, and to bring in some real life uh, stuff here with it, um, I also believe that was kind of how it was treated <laughs> when they were, uh, you know, outside of the film as well, because um, even now, I think I, I remember she came out and did an interview saying that, yeah, I mean, when they, when they do these conventions and stuff like that, they ask all the other women to come out and to participate, but they never asked me to come out and participate. You mm. know what I mean? Like they've never done that with me, even though the movie's called the craft and if they invite the witches, you would expect her to come since she was part of the four witches, but th she says they don't ever ask her, but uh, you know, whatever. But, um, and so you had that kind of elements that made it kind of likable in that sense that you know you we were able to see why they had kind of such a camaraderie with each other because they were all outcasts of society and this one in the craft legacy you have these four girls but you don't really get a sense of why they are outcasts um you have the one girl who says who is trans um she's a trans girl in it and but that's never you, you never get a sense that she's treated any differently um you never get a sense that she is is at all discriminated against you know in the school or in the town that they live in so that is kind of all for not to even bring that element in what wait who made who directed this um the craft it was uh zoe lester jones uh she, is that a white woman yeah Okay. <laughs> Clarifies yeah, everything. That's, that's a, there we go. I was like, so we have straight white women writing about LGBTQIA characters that, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm guessing there's no social commentary in this one like the original. Uh, well, white guy, I mean, he directed the original, Andrew Fleming. So. Oh, white man have a little spice. Okay. <laughs> Shout out to you, Andrew. Hope your life is going well, little woke but. <laughs> Well, Zoe, I don't know where. Yeah, I guess. Keep going. Uh, I'm sorry. <laughs> um, so that element is not all brought up. Um, you have the there's a black girl in this, uh, Lovey uh, Simone, um, and except for like you see like she has her on a locker once in the movie, like oh you know she's a slut or something like that, but that's only brought up once. I mean, you know what I mean? Like that you don't get a sense that she's treating any differently because she's black or because she's anything. It's like. 
she's fine and then they have another character um again there's nothing really about her that other than you know it's like okay so why are these women these girls particularly drawn to this particular set of witchcraft why do they all kind of join up together how do they form this clique you get kind of none of that here um the big thing kind of the big inciting incident that motivates the main girl lily um the new girl to come into the clique is um she has an accident in class um basically she has her period and it like basically goes outside her pants like it's and it's it's a lot of blood too i don't know i i mean i don't know if that's ever, i don't know if that's ever happened to women because she's yeah yeah that's happened to me before it's very embarrassing yeah because teenagers are children but mm. older so yeah dang because i don't know if i can watch this movie because <laughs> it was it was like dripping like like somebody had to like point it out to her like because it was like like strawberry jam like it was like dripping all, all down her seat and like somebody's like, damn, you bleeding. Like, look at you. She, yeah, bitch, you hemorrhaging <laughs> over there. Bitch, you good. Like, yeah, because it was like, damn, Jesus Christ. Um, so, you know, she gets embarrassed and, you know, like, this is like her first day, you know what I mean, in this new school, meeting all these people, you know what I mean? Was she like, the transfer? Like, uh, yeah, because, like, this is her first day in this new town that mm. she moved into. And this is her first day in school. And the first day of class, she's just exploded in her pants. And she has to be excused. <laughs> um, Plug it up, Carrie. Plug it up. I feel like that. I feel like that's enough to make you an outcast. Yeah. This sounds. This sounds very uh, Disney, yeah. NBC ish, <laughs> like CW. Like it has all the tropes of just convenience. Yeah. You know. Yeah. The transfer comes um, in, and on, and on the first day, there's an accident of some sort right. <laughs> that she couldn't yeah. control, <laughs> and now she's hated by everybody. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, so she's made fun of for that. So she goes to the bathroom. She starts, you know, crying, and then that's when the other girls, uh, Frankie, it's Frankie, it's Tabby, and um, it's also uh, Lordress um, is the other girl. So that's when they go comfort her and you know basically invite her into their clique and then that's when they begin to practice witchcraft um also that's another thing it, it moves at kind of a very fast pace um it, like going back to the first one it's all kind of i think paced out very nicely of the new girl coming into their clique and her experiencing the magic and her kind of like learning about the whole lore of magic and witches and things of that nature i think it was much better paced out than it is here because they she kind of just picks it up really quick they do one scene where they're all sitting in a circle and they practice it and they're able to just freeze time and then it goes on a montage of them using their magic throughout the school also when they use their magic um it's pretty much i mean they a lot of them they kind of do it, it seems like they do it out in the open a lot you know what i mean with them kind of doing things like stuff you know people they'll they'll move things or they'll like knock people around things like that and it seems like they're doing it out in the open and it's like okay that seems like you shouldn't really be doing that you know like even if you didn't even kind of you would notice like all these women in a circle holding hands it's like that seems kind of iffy that seems kind of weird i don't know why they're doing that uh but so that was kind of a thing that kind of threw me off uh with the film um and 
I think throughout the film, it it is very dull a lot of times. In some situations, I don't think it has the fun of the first one did. Um, the, a little bit of the campiness of it did. I, th I don't think it has those elements in here. Because you brought up it being kind of similar uh, to a CW type show, NBC type thing. It does feel kind of very neutered in that sense. Um, when you talked about the social commentary elements, like I said, that was like a big part of the first film of, you know, women of these, you know, in society, um, especially how they get treated. Um, and when you have elements of a trans character in there and you don't really bring that up at all, I don't understand why you, I mean, even the black character too, yeah. like in the original, they made it clear those girls were racist there. That wasn't hidden at all. Um, yeah. And that's what irritates me with a lot of these movies, even now, um, even up until Chronicle. Because I was hoping that this sequel would be kind of like Chronicle, um, where you kind of get all these girls together and they don't know they have these powers and they all discover these powers together. And so there will be a natural conflict, an organic conflict that will just happen. Um... And, I, and you know, and that's a paint by number story, but I would have been happy with it if it's done right. But it sounds like this one and a lot of these movies made now are kind of sanitized. Like they don't want to talk about the girl being black. But that's relevant to her life experience. She can't change her skin yeah. color. And to yeah. act like, to be just, just to be so tone deaf, it's 2020, honey. Like we know yeah. what racism is. You can talk about it, I yeah. promise. It's yeah. <laughs> like, girl. So yeah, this already sounds, like I even read it on Wikipedia and reading the rest of the plot and then I guess the reveal at the end um, they should have started with the reveal and then mm. went from there honestly because this the rest of this plot just sounds really really stupid uh, yeah what well do you want to spoil uh, it can we spoil it I, well, I, I don't uh, let me... think I'm ever going to watch it <laughs> okay well, Wikipedia me... spoiled it for you already uh. <laughs> Uh, so let me let me finish. Uh, let me say uh, some a uh, few more things. And I'll okay. give my final thoughts here. Um, so the social commentary aspect of it, um, that was a big element of the first one. Um, this one, it seems like there's a little bit of them trying to do it, um, like with the David Duchovny character, because the David Duchovny character, like his um, yeah, his name is Adam in the film, and he's a guy who's like he helps men uh, deal with various like issues and things like that, like anger, and so. Um, you think it's going to be a commentary a little bit on like maybe toxic masculinity mm. uh, because there's something that happens with the bully character the main bully character in this movie um who's played by uh N nicholas uh galzantine um he plays timmy in the movie he's the main guy that bullies uh lily because she has her period and everything like that and they do like a spell on him and turn him into like the most ultra woke bro ever like you know what i mean like he's he's you know he's talking about uh uh like oh, you you women are great women with the x and he throws up like the x sign and um he's playing you know he's 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 impressing the women playing princess nokia at the party you know what i mean like like he's doing all this like ultra woke stuff and everything like that and the david duchovny character like the the father um like basically i guess lily's kind of well, not really stepfather at this point, but this guy that's, you know, the boyfriend or her mother. Um, he's very cold, very stern. And then also David Duchovny is kind of sleepwalking through this movie, like literally sleepwalking. Like he's mumbling a lot of stuff he says. Like he just honestly doesn't even look like he wants to be there <laughs> half the time. Like it's he looks so tired. <laughs> you know, yeah, pretty much just a check. You know, I mean, 
Maybe he was frustrated. Maybe he couldn't get none when he was on set. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. But I, I know that's a big thing. <laughs> a big thing with him. But um, so he just is kind of sleepwalking through this. But, you know, he has this very cold stone kind of like demeanor um, throughout the movie, which kind of adds a little bit to the character. But again, they don't really push it further enough about that whole commentary um, about his profession, about what he does, helping, you know, these these young males, these young boys, other men. They don't really push that any further than what it is. Um, and I think a lot of the magic elements, you know, like certain plot things just happen, you know, like they don't really fully explain those things, you know, and magic and, and media sometimes is kind of you know, whatever, you know, like whatever is convenient at the moment just happens and you can just explain it away because magic. And and there you go. You don't really need other any other explanation. I think sometimes people, writers, feel like it's like, no, you, you still need a good, you know, at least lead up to like why this is happening, why they are doing the things they're th doing. And there's plot details that just kind of just drop like an anvil, um, especially towards the last, like, it's like, it's 20 minutes into the, like, before the movie's over, they drop this big plot detail just out of nowhere, you know what I mean, and I'm like, damn, bro, bro, this movie's over, like, what you doing, <laughs> like, you about to wrap this shit up, and you gonna drop this now, out of, out of, like, it's, this, this, it's over now, um, but, was it, was it sequel bait, is that what it was, um, well, it's just it's yes it's, okay. it, not the, like, the very end yeah but i'm talking about like before the ending like the very very end comes up mm. um the, oh i know what you're talking so about. there's something that happens that's like that just kind of comes like it just literally comes out of nowhere and then the, the like it's a super cliche thing that happens when that information gets revealed um and to jenna's point uh about like you know really executing this and really you know you could have you could have i think you could have had something here that could have been even better than what it was even me saying all these things about it um that are negative um i didn't hate the film i just think it's just it's just blah it's just kind of mediocre in, in its in its way it's doing things um and for me i would give it maybe a five out of ten uh maybe you know maybe like a strong four you know light five uh out of ten for me it's just kind of blah it's just kind of mad you know i don't have any any strong dislike of it i just think it's forgettable but yes catch me on instagram damn gina j-e-n-a uh i am currently working on a visual album uh with a new artist um that's all i say <laughs> and it, we will have this is my first directorial debut uh, and it will drop on my birthday, actually, which is November 27th. So if you check out my Instagram, damn Gina, uh, I will post all the updates there. I got some still photography going on because I did some of that and I'll post that. But just keep an eye out for the next few weeks because I am writing the script as we speak. So I must bid you all adieu. <laughs> Just so you know, uh, where you can find us, Twitter, uh, The Afternoon Tune, uh, Facebook, The Afternoon Tune. Um, if you want to catch us, send us an email, let us know your thoughts, send in a question, theafternoontune at gmail.com. Uh, just everything, The Afternoon Tune. We're also available uh, where you, where everybody listens to podcasts. We got, we're on Apple Podcasts, we're on Spotify, we're on Anchor. Uh, wherever you all listen to podcasts, we'll be there. Um, you can always check us out. Uh, Nick, where do you want people to find you? All right. Uh, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Night and Day Nick. Mm, 
Chase? And you can find me at Mr. Chase Mac. Uh, that is spelled M R C H A Y S E Mac M A C. Um, and you can find me on Twitter, Instagram. Uh, yeah, I'm there. <laughs> All right, nice. How about and you? How about people- you, Josh? Do you want to plug? Your personals or oh you know i'm always you know monitoring uh the uh afternoon to twitter afternoon to facebook so hey if you ever want to talk to me i'm usually the person that's monitoring uh those things um also you know don't forget youtube do all that fun stuff you all know to do thumbs up like subscribe all that good fun stuff you know what to do leave a comment constructive criticism let us know let us know what we did wrong let us know what we did right you know hope you all enjoy listening to the show um if you didn't of course always let us know uh, to all those people, nah, don't <laughs> keep that to yourself. Yeah. <laughs> no, no negativity at all. Yeah. yeah, thank thank God, K-pop Twitter hasn't canceled us yet. Oh my God, I know uh, that video is actually doing we... pretty well. I was checking the videos; it's it's doing pretty well. The one we yeah. uploaded, yeah, it's doing okay, doing pretty well. Uh, Any dislikes? No, no, <sighs> sweet, yeah, it's doing Sick. okay. Um, all right, so to all you people out here listening to this, whenever you listen to this, don't forget to always stay tuned. <laughs>